All right, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And yes, I got the notification that we're live on the air. All right. Now, Sunday school turned into more like just a discussion and kind of review. We didn't really advance anything. Um, today, we will advance this a little bit, but we'll do, we'll do kind of the same approach. I don't know. It just kind of, that's kind of the way it just happens. But Romans chapter 8, let's remind ourselves quickly. We are looking at what in Romans chapter 8 right now? Six words. Very good. I'm so glad we know that. Okay. And the first word that we've looked at so far is the word? Foreknowledge. Okay. Now, let's just do a quick review. If you have your mobile device, um, you can open up the Blue Letter Bible app really quick. Let's just remind us of the word foreknowledge. It's found in which verse? In Romans 8. Okay, Romans chapter 8, verse 29, we read these words, for whom, speaking of God, he did, for whom he did, I'm not going to say, for whom he, God, did the foreknowing, and the whom is the individual, the person, for whom he did foreknow, all right? So make sure I state that correctly. Now let's do this. Uh, Go to Romans, I'm going to open up the Blue Letter Bible app, go to Romans chapter 8. Go down to verse 29, click on the verse, open up your interlinear, and then lo and behold, you have the word, he did foreknow. Everybody see that? He did foreknow. And the Greek word for foreknow or foreknowledge here is this. Everybody should remember. Strong's G, 4267, Pragnosko. Pragnosko. Pragnosko, right? And it's used how many times in the King James? Five times. It's used in the following manner. Two times it's used for? For no. One time for ordain. One time no. And one time no before. So what were some basic ideas we gained from the idea of foreknowledge? That it involves knowledge. It involves knowledge beforehand. And it involves for ordaining something. Very important. It's used five times. Where are the five places it's used? First, Acts 26.5, which we read this, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most uh, straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee, which that's the idea of just knowing something, correct? All right, they knew him. Romans 8.29, for whom he did foreknow, all right? That doesn't really tell us exactly how that works, but it's the same Greek word. Romans 11.2, God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What people is that referring to? Israel. I know, yeah, we won't get into that. We'll get to, we'll, we'll spend it 12 years in Romans 11, so we'll get there. First Peter 1.20, for verily, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. There's foreordained, and that's ordaining something to happen Beforehand, and then Second Peter three seventeen. Yea, therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest also you being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. Okay, so what was the basic idea we gained from foreknowledge? Foreknowledge is God knowing something, knowing something before anything exists, before anything happens, before anyone does anything, and God foreordaining something. All right, we got into all of that. Now, there's all kinds of controversies. When it, and let's just remind ourselves, what's the big controversy when it comes to the word foreknowledge within American Christianity in 2021? What's the controversy? 
Okay, let's remind ourselves of this, okay? This is very important, all right? If we, if we have to review, we will review because this is so very important that you get this down. The controversy is this. When we say God foreknows something, do, are we, and, and we refer to this in regards to salvation, are we saying that God foreknew what would happen and then based off that knowledge of what would happen, he then elected or chose based after foreseen faith. So in other words, should we understand foreknowledge as it relates to salvation as simply referring to God foreseeing someone's faith? Remember that? That's very important, okay? Now, if you, in the, why would people want to believe this? Because it keeps the person, what? Supposedly making a free choice. Now, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of philosophical problems with this, all right? One, if God knows something is going, if God knows something before it happens, then theoretically it has to happen, right? Even, forget even for ordaining it, right? Just if he knows it and it, he knows it before it has to happen. Now, their argument is that he, he, he knew, he knew Emma would choose him. So then he chose her based off her choosing him, which then kind of makes his choice what? Useless. Meaningless. It it doesn't even make any sense. So remember we asked this question. And remember there's some major issues with this, okay? And let me just remind you, I'm going to read two quotes to show you the the problem with this because it's very important, all right? right? And this is important, all right? Now listen carefully. I know these these are very philosophical and difficult to wrap your mind around, but let... I just want you to make sure we get this down because if we don't get this down, we can't move on to the next word. All right, here we go. The doctrine that God foreordains and directs all events is generally regarded as Calvinistic. This author says, I am not embarrassed to be called a Calvinist. However, other Christian traditions also accept this doctrine, sometimes in spite of themselves. All right? So in other words, other people, even though they don't want to, still acknowledge that God foreordains and directs, even though they don't want to acknowledge it. They try not to, all right? Take Arminianism, for example. The Arminians make much of human free will, insisting that our free decisions, especially those of religious significance, are not foreordained or otherwise determined by God. God did not foreordain it. He just foreknew it. Because they don't like that foreordaining in any way, shape, or form. Right, but he only foreknew what you would do. He doesn't have anything to do with it, according to this idea. Right, so they go on to say the Arminian seeks thereby to reinforce the doctrine of human responsibility, a doctrine with which, in itself, the Calvinist has no quarrel. But the Arminian also recognizes this is what the Arminian also recognizes. Are you ready? Number one, that God foreknows the future exhaustively. Right, so He knows everything. Number two, that he has created the world knowing what the future will bring, right? Everyone has to acknowledge this, right? God knows everything, and he created the world knowing everything that would happen, right? Now, immediately, I want to make sure we realize, just saying that you believe those two things, that you've already got a million problems, right? Even if you say, well, no, 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 God only foresaw your faith, 
Okay, then he created a world knowing there would be millions of people who, who wouldn't believe. <sighs> Don't you realize you've already walked yourself into the corner? Hey, no, I don't believe God foreordains anything. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Okay, well, let, you're right. Let's throw out foreordination. Let's throw out election. Let's throw out predestination. Let me ask you two questions. Does God know everything? Does God, does God, did God create a world knowing everything that would happen? Did he stop those things from happening? How does that, how does that make you feel better? <laughs> I'm going to create a world. There's going to be, how many current, currently, how many people live on, on the planet? Is it 7 billion? Is it 7 billion? All right, how many people die a day? Okay, a lot of people die. I don't know what the daily number of deaths are, but it's a lot of people die every single day, all right? How many of those people die and probably go to hell? A lot. Did God know that before he created the world? Yes. So in other words, he looked down, saw that these people would be born and that they would not choose him. So therefore, he didn't choose them because he only chose those who chose him. You're, you're st- I don't know how that makes you feel any better. How, how does that somehow, that's a better system. <laughs> it's the same system, right? <laughs> right? It's the same system. Because God could, and I know people will say, no, see, he's allowing the world to continue to give people a greater chance to repent. But every year he allows it to continue, what happens? More people go to hell. (laughs) So like, he could have realized that. How quickly should he have been able to catch on to this concept? Well, considering he knew it from the very beginning and it didn't take very long that he was doing what to everyone on the world, on the world other than eight people flooded the whole world. Uh, right there, you could have probably go, oh man, maybe, maybe we should just wrap all of this up really quick, right? Maybe I should bring, if I'm going to bring the Messiah, maybe I'll bring in the Messiah quicker, right? But no, it was all planned, right? So, so I want you to realize, no, just acknowledging those two things, even if you're an Arminian, you feel like, oh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing it. You should immediately have a nervous breakdown. Right? So what two things do they acknowledge? His exhaustive knowledge of everything, right? And that he knew, he created the world knowing everything. So they go on, they say this. For example, before the foundation of the world, God knew, now they're going to use some uh, names here. We, we, we put in Emma and uh, Lydia, I think is how we did it last week, but we'll just use the names they got here. So, for example, before the foundation of the world, God knew that Joe would make a free decision to become a Christian. Somehow then, before Joe was born, God knew of his free decision. So even at that time, Joe's free decision must have been inevitable. Why was it inevitable? Not because of Joe's free will, for Joe was not yet born. Not because of God's predestination, because the Arminian denies that possibility from the outset. So it would seem that the inevitability in question had some source other than Joe or God. In other words, if God knows this is going to happen and it's inevitable, why is it inevitable? It can't be because of Joe, because Joe's not yet born. And if you say God didn't foreordain it, then what made it inevitable? Then you have to have a source making something inevitable that is not the person or God. So now you create a really major problem, yes? 
All right. Uh, this person writes this. That's a scary possibility in rejecting divine determinism. The Arminian, in effect, embraces a determinism coming from some mysterious other source. A possible another god? Is it the devil? Is it world history? Is it some impersonal law? In any case, the idea certainly does not leave much room for free will. In other words, if something is inevitable, and it's inevitable because it was known before that person existed, something had to make it inevitable. You see, the Arminian walks themselves into a problem and they never even think about these problems. Uh, They go on to say, but ultimately God's predestination remains the key element. For God is the one who foreknows Joe's decision. Number two, creates the world in such a way that Joe's decision will be made. I want you to understand that. If God foresees that Emma is going to choose, she's got to be put in a situation where she will at least be placed that she's going to hear the gospel. Because she could be born in a culture where... She won't. So uh, not only does she, does God know it, everything has to be set up in a situation where it will work out. Which then seems to go with what? Not just knowing, foreordaining. Does that make sense? That, that seems where you have to, to go. Um, the decisive factor is God's foreknowing creation. Creation is what sets the whole universe in motion. It is too much to say that God's foreknowing creation Um, is it too much to say that God's foreknowing creation causes Joe to make the decision he makes? Thus, even Arminianism implicitly concedes the Calvinist point without admitting it. Therefore, some Arminians today have abandoned the premise that God foreknows everything, and what did they adopt? What did they create? So many Arminians then have to say God doesn't foreknow everything. That's their only other solution, and what is that called? Open theism, right? Open theism, right? Uh, because then they have to say God doesn't know everything. And, that, and if God doesn't know everything, then basically what have you just done with God? He's no longer God. So I'll make it, I want to make sure you understand. Therefore, this is not an argument about soteriology. It really becomes an argument about theology proper and who God is. All right? So I just want to make sure we understand the issues with foreknowledge and why it's a, a, a subject, all right? So, and I, I could go here. There's a... Um, I don't know which systematic theology I took this from, page 679 of it, maybe Grudem, but uh, I'm not going to read that quote because I think we've got it down. So let's just do this. Foreknowledge. This is a quick review. Foreknowledge. Everybody ready? Foreknowledge involves three things. What? Knowledge. Knowledge beforehand. Foreknation. It's used how many times? Five. Is it used to refer to foreordaining at least once? Yes. Okay. We've got the Greek word. Yes. All right, we've got that. Uh, what's the what's the uh, co- what's the uh, controversy about foreknowledge? Some people want foreknowledge to simply be identified as God foreseeing someone's faith and then acting on what they do. And if if God is acting on what you do, then who's the one in charge? Us, and that's a major problem. All right. So now uh, another thing. Go back to Romans eight. I want you to look carefully at Romans eight. Now, now this is this is just a little theological game here, right? A little hermeneutical game. Everybody's looking at it. The word foreknow appears in what verse? Twenty-nine. What does it say? God foreknows. Whom? Person. Not a choice. Knows the person. Now, I'm not saying that makes the biggest difference, but I'm just saying when you read that, God is foreknowing a person. 
He knows someone. All right? So, for whom he foreknow, or foreknew, I should say, right? For whom he foreknew. Is that the way the text reads? All right? For whom he foreknew. Now, so this person he knows, right? This person he foreknew. Now, what does he do? He also what? Predestinated. Now, here we go. So, we have the knowledge. Now, we have the next words. The second word every Christian should know is the word? Predestination. Okay. Now, man, if foreknowledge isn't controversial enough, you say the word predestination and people will lose their minds. All right. Let me state it again. All of these problems exist way before we get to foreknowledge and predestination, right? In Romans 8, we've already seen all the problems, right? Let's go back. Where do all the problems ultimately begin? In Genesis. All right. Okay. And as soon as you read, in the beginning, God created, right? And you're like, well, wait a minute. He created. And then the next question is, did he know what he was creating? And did he know what was ha- would happen? And if you say yes, then you already find yourself in a philosophical problem. Because who's one of the individuals he creates? So we'll start with Satan, right? Did he know Satan was going to fall? Once Satan fell, what could he have done? Because the wages of sin is... He doesn't destroy him. In fact, he gives him a, a, a guess, you know, a, you know, a free pass, right? Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he, go, he gets sent where? And then when he gets to earth, where does he find? A garden. Because he had kept him out of the garden? Lets him into the garden. Now, once he, who, in that garden, God created who, who? Adam and Eve. Does he know what Adam and Eve is going to do? Adam and Eve sins. What could God have done? Now, he knows at that moment, now what's getting ready to happen to the rest of human history? Sin, death, pain, and suffering. There's no way to get around. This has nothing to do with Calvinism. I get so tired of that. Like, you're a Cal- that has nothing to do with Calvinism. That's called reading comprehension. All right, I'll make it a, this is not a battle between Arminianism and Calvinism. This is a battle between those who can comprehend what they read and those who cannot. As soon as you read Genesis, it doesn't take very long to start going, whoa, I got some philosophical problems here. I got some philosophical problems. Because I'm reading this and I'm, I'm yelling at the text. Okay, God, they're messing up. Stop it. Stop the story. End it now. Get rid of these people. Done. And if he didn't figure it out there, okay, what happens as soon as Adam and Eve have children? Murder. Okay, that's a pretty good idea that things aren't going well. Right? That's chapter four. Right? Then you get to five. What do you happen in five? So-and-so died, and 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 so-and-so died. Okay, that's telling you something's not good, right? Remember, everything was very good in chapter one and two. Death, death, death. Okay, right there, if you're reading, you want to say, stop the story. Okay, then you get chapter six. You're like, okay, good. Okay, here, we're going we're gonna to get, everything's going to be good, right? He's going to wipe out everybody. And you're like, why are you letting anyone on the boat? I got no, save Lassie, but get rid of Noah. All right? Save, save the dogs, save the cats, save the animals, but don't save Noah. Now, why would I say something so mean? Because I know what Noah is going to bring off the boat. Sin. 
Does God know that? How long does it take? Gets off the boat, gets drunk, no clothes. Next thing, problems start. And does it take very long for problems to, to start? No. Yeah, but next thing, before we get done with Genesis, what do we have? Oh, man, we got murder. We've got rape. We've got incest. We've got, uh, we've got homosexuality. <clears throat> we've got everything. Uh, so, yeah, brothers selling their, their brother into slavery. I mean, you've got insanity going on. You've got slavery. I mean, you got everything going on. I mean, that, that, by the time you get to Genesis, you're like, would you catch on, please? So please, that, that has nothing to do with Calvinism. All right? Does everybody understand that? Because when, when, when you start arguing, I want to make sure if you ever start having this argument with Arminians and, and they start fighting with you, stop, stop and say, no, no, your fight is with the book of Genesis, not with Romans 8. Did God know it was going to happen? If God knew it was going to happen, why didn't he intervene? Now, they'll try to say, well, free will explains it. He's the one who gave the free will knowing it was going to happen. So that doesn't explain it. Right? So, God foreknew. Now, the next word is what? Predestined. Predestined. And make sure, what, what is he predestinating? The person whom he... For new, all right? Now, so what do we need to do? Let's get the basics of the word predestinate, right? Let's, let's work on it, all right? Let's go back to the Blue Letter Bible app. We're gonna get our, they're going to get our basics here, okay? Go to verse 29. He did foreknow. He did predestinate. All right, here we go. Everybody ready? Here is the Greek word for predestinate. Strong G, 4309. Prarizo. Pro Rizzo. Uh, pro I can't say it the way he does, all right? Uh, because I would like to I like to break it down pro or idzo, right? I try to break it down like that, but okay. Alright. Now, it's used how many times? Six. Four times it's used for what? Predestinate. One time. And one time. Now please note, we got the ordaining. And the word foreknowledge, and we have the word ordaining in the word for the word predestinate. Yes? Okay? We not only do we have that, we have knowing before and foreknowledge. And what do we have here with pre, uh, pre, uh, predestination? Determining before. Do you have it? Do you have, do you see a pattern develop? We have knowing before, ordaining before, predestinate. We have ordaining before, and we have what else? Ordaining. I think you're getting the idea, yes? All right. Uh, the Strong's definition means to limit in advance, predetermine, determine before, ordain, or predestinate. The outline of biblical usage. To predetermine, decide beforehand. In the New Testament, of God decreeing from eternity to foreordain or appoint beforehand. This is God predetermining something what? Beforehand. God's predetermined. Now, I want to make it very clear. You're already seeing a problem with the idea that foreknowledge just means foreseen faith. Why do you have a, why, why is that a problem? Because the way, this is the way, this is the way Arminians try to do this. All right, so Emma, there's God. He's way back here in eternity past. He looks down, he sees what you're going to do. And now because he knows what you're going to do, he's going to predetermine. Well, wait, that's not predetermining anything. That's reacting. 
Predetermining beforehand means he's making the determination before it happens. It, he wouldn't be predetermining anything. He would be looking to see what you do and reacting. That would not be predetermining. That would be post-reacting. Yeah, well, the, this what frustrates me is because, and I get, I get so upset about this because, I, I mean, it feels like yesterday. I can remember literally standing in like the, the lobby of Twin Cities Baptist Church in Papillion, Nebraska. It used to be an old movie theater, so we're right there in the lobby, and we're having this, and everyone, you know, everyone's all mad at me because I'm supposedly a Calvinist now, and I'm not even a Calvinist. I'm just trying to go, could you... People at least know what Calvinism teaches. You're saying Calvinism is wrong, but every time you talk about it, you demonstrate you're clueless, right? And I can, I can literally stand there. I didn't have, a, obviously, an iPad. I had an old copy. I had a physical copy of Strong's Concordance, right? And I had it open up to the Greek dictionary, and I had the Greek word for predestinate there, and I was like, and I was yelling, like, that's what the word means! <laughs> like, what is the problem here? Like, I don't understand! Like, it's like, I, I, I was like, I was so baffled that in Christianity, you literally have the meaning of a word. Like, that's not what the word means! I'm like, well, so now we can just, if, well, guess what? I don't believe in any word. I believe, I believe I'm gonna just make up words now. And I, I couldn't understand that I'd found myself in a religion that can't read. I, I know that sounds mean, but that's, I'm telling you, this is a reading comprehension issue. And you know what's stopping the reading comprehension? Not only a presupposition, your own personal feelings. I don't like it. Does anybody like it? I don't like it. You know what I would like to read? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and saved everyone. I don't understand why God would create a world where anybody would go to hell. I, I would like, I would like, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, put everyone in a, a perfect garden, and that's where I still find myself. It never gets above 72, okay? Never gets too hot, never gets too cold, and hopefully it was created in a dome and that there's nice houses so I never have to go outside even if it's 72, Cause I wouldn't want to go outside even if it is 72. Right? I want it perfect. Is that what we have? Now, guess what? Everyone, I want to make sure every person, lost person, atheist, agnostic, and Christian, we all have to face the reality the world is a really messed up place with a lot of bad stuff happening. Yes? Now, you can try to argue all day. It's free will. Free will. Everyone thinks free will is stuck, like it's the get out of jail free card for God, right? Okay, you know, we, we got to get God off the hook here. I got to get God. I, I don't have to get God off the hook. Right? I know this. If I, the minute I say he knows everything and he created everything with that knowledge, who's on the hook? And if I throw in that God predestined anything, and here, what is God predetermining? Something about people. And we got to figure out what that is. But God, so, yeah, it's just, I, it, this just drives me crazy. I don't even know why this is an argument within Christianity, but it's such an argument. And it's literally an argument over reading, okay? So, it's used how many times? All right, here's the places it's used. Everybody ready? Acts 428. 
Acts 4.28. Someone open up Acts 4. Because I've, I've got it here in the blue letter Bible. I can open it up here. We'll do this. We'll take the time to do this, all right? Sometimes I like to move quickly so we can get more done, but go to Acts chapter 4. All right. Everybody there? Acts chapter 4, verse 27. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. They're all gathered together against whom? Jesus. They're all gathered together against him, right? In fact, if you go back to verse 25, it's making a reference to, I believe, Psalm 2, about how the heathen are all coming together, raging, you know, and upset and going to do all of these things, right? All right. Now, so everyone's coming against Jesus. Now look at verse 28. What do they come to Jesus to do? For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before <laughs> to be done. That, that, the, uh, the, the phrase determined before, before, that's the same Greek word. Were predestined. So how can you read that? All of those people who came against Jesus was doing what? What were they were predestined to do? Woo! That, do you like that? And again, how do you get around that? Well, no, 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 no. They were just exercising their free will. They were just exercising their free will. Well, you may, they may have been arguing, their, exercising their free will, but not only did God know what they were going to do, he did what? He predetermined what they were going to do. And again, why would he need to predetermine it if he simply knew they were going to do it? He wouldn't have to do anything, right? Yes? I didn't write it. I'm going to get 900 emails. People get mad at me, but I don't know why Arminians get so mad. I, it's right here in the text. You've got to deal with it. Romans 8, 29, for whom he did, for no, he also did predestinate. There you go. There's the predestinate. Romans 8, 30, moreover, whom he did predestinate. Now, we'll, 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 go, uh, we'll go on later and read the rest of that. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the his, hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. All right? So there's a wisdom that was preordained, predestined before us. All right? Everybody see that? Ephesians 1, 5. Having pre destinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Oh boy, now that's pretty serious. What did he predetermine? Adoption. He predetermined our adoption in Christ. Salvation. According to whose will? What does the verse say? To the good pleasure of his will. Did it say anything about yours? No. And you know what? I'm glad it doesn't. Because if it was up to my will, would I ever choose him? 
No, well, no, absolutely not, because no one seeketh after God, no, not one, right? Can a dead person, again, I can go, you can, someone here can cook the best meal that's ever been cooked in the history of humankind. I can get right here on the road, go down to that cemetery, and I can sit that, that mill right there next to the grave. Is someone going to crawl out of it and eat it? If they do, I'm going to get it on YouTube because I'm going to become famous and rich, okay? But no one's crawling out of the grave because they are, so I am glad that God predetermined my adoption according to his will because my will was useless and helpless. Now that goes back to the doctrine of total depravity, okay? So you see what happens. To get away from foreknowledge and predestination, you have to first, you have to argue against uh, the uh, total depravity of man and then you have to argue against God's uh, being omniscient. And, well, do you end up with something I don't know what you end up with? You end up with a broken Christianity is what you end up with. All right. Uh, Ephesians 1.11. And whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of all th- God works what? All things after the counsel of what? Now, would all things include us? Would all things include our salvation? Well, yeah, yeah. The, the the verses before identify it. Yeah, exactly. That's predestination. So, well, how can we understand predestination? What's the simple understanding based off all the the meaning of the Greek word and everything we just looked at? Predetermining beforehand. There you go. What's foreknowledge? Three things: knowledge. Knowledge beforehand, ordaining, predestination is predetermining something beforehand. There you go. You got to know those words. You may not like those words. It may bother you, but I didn't write the Bible. You've got to figure those out. All right? So far, so good. All right, now I'm going to go to uh, some notes here on predestination to try to get us a, a basic idea here. All right? Here we go. You ready? They're going to define uh, predestination in its broadest conception, all right? They're going to, but I, I want to make sure you write down what we've got because what we got is, comes right from the, the meaning of the word, right? Okay, all right, here we go. According to this article, predestination in its broadest conception is the doctrine that because God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and completely sovereign, He, from all eternity, did by the most wise and